And so if my focus would have been on him, it wouldn't have been in anger and frustration and resentment or the past. It would have been in praise and glory and gratefulness and grace and love and joy and peace. So it's really fascinating how our behaviors are modeled by, are, are molded by the world and they're adopted because of what has been modeled to you. Welcome to She Is Risen, the podcast, where the woman new or mature to her faith can come to learn, decompress, and heal the anxiety keeping her from living a deeper, connected, meaningful, and purpose-led life. I'm your host, Riley June, cognitive behavioral therapist and woman of God. Six years ago, I was riddled with anxiety, lost in New Age practices, and I've been blessed to be saved and go on to help thousands of others heal their anxiety and deepen their relationship with Christ. You are not alone. I am here to help. Tune in for the weekly therapy your soul has been praying for. Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to a new session. Today, I'm really excited to dig into this idea of brokenness and how God takes your broken pieces and truly makes you whole. And not only just makes you whole, but helps you to see and experience the greater potential in you that he knows exists because he put it there and he designed you with it. I want to tell you a story. So, Have you ever had one of those moments where you wake up and there's literally nothing wrong? There is absolutely nothing wrong. Nobody said anything. Nobody's done anything. You didn't even have a nightmare or some like weird dream that set you off. But you woke up and you're anxious and you're angry and you're just feeling so overwhelmed. And so like your child's screech of happiness sets you off. That tone, that sound. There's dishes on the counter that you knew were there that haven't been put away yet and because you didn't wake up early enough to get them put away and before your kids getting up or whatever the case may be there's all these little things that you knew were already there that aren't even a problem but now it's all setting you off have you ever had one of those days maybe multiple days where you've woke up and you felt that way this was me a couple days ago I woke up and everything that I saw and I experienced and I heard, again, literally nothing was wrong, was setting me off. It was triggering this anxiety, this anger that I just woke up with. And this isn't something that's normal either. This isn't something that typically happens to me. And and when it does and if it does, sometimes if it does take place where I start to get anxious or just triggered, I'm quick to rage, I'm quick to anger. And typically is after I consume caffeine and it is one of the reasons why I gave up caffeine almost three years ago. On and off I'll have maybe like a vanilla latte from Tim Hortons but it's very sparse. Maybe I'll have a caffeinated coffee. That is like very, very, very rare unless it's literally a vanilla latte um, which is it's still not very often, maybe a couple times a month. Um, recently I picked up a box of Alani new energy drinks. I ne- I haven't drank an energy drink since high school, which is almost like 
14 years ago, 15 years ago, which is crazy to think that it's been that long. Anyways, so my whole point to say is I don't typically drink caffeine because I've recognized that caffeine really triggers anxiety and this sense of rage within me. Now, through my healing journey, I've come to recognize one just triggers. So waking up, everything's triggering me. I'm recognizing, okay, these are triggers. There is something much deeper taking place within me. Through my healing journey, I've also become aware of what some of those innate triggers are, whether it's a subconscious pattern that's coming up, whether it's an avoidance of something in my life and it's all compacted and piled up. And so now it's showing up as rage or annoyance or a frustration or anxiety. And so through my healing journey, I've been able to just identify these things and, and come into awareness surrounding these things. However, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden, when I do have these moments where I wake up with no reason to be frustrated, anxious, or angry, that I can just immediately switch. And I want to share that with you because you're likely someone who's been on a healing journey for quite some time. If you're coming to the Lord or you've always been with the Lord, you have experienced, especially if you have come from new age to Jesus, you know, you are well aware that when you're going on this healing journey, there's this concept of everything's synchronized, everything is connected. And though that is true, you've also likely spent a lot of time beating yourself up for not catching yourself faster or shifting your mindset faster or getting out of your emotions faster. And you've been stuck in sometimes for a whole day or a couple days. I want to help you to recognize that if you've been experiencing this lately, it's not because of Mercury retrograde. It's not because of the external influence of the world. However, if you are consuming a lot of things of the world, the news, all this alien stuff going on in Miami, though coincidentally, it's really interesting how there's literally only one aerial video from newscasters who have it. I digress. Moving on. I'm not going to get into that kind of stuff, but... Um, if you're interested in the backstory, feel free to message me on Instagram and we can chat about it. Uh, with all that to say, you're likely someone who has, through your healing, been able to catch yourself faster, to shift your energy faster, to shift your mindset faster, to shift your emotions faster, to lean into self-awareness and ask yourself the question, what is really going on? Well, in this particular moment, that was not what I wanted to do. It was not what I wanted to do because I was really feeling stuck in this emotional overwhelm. And before I go any further, I want you to take a moment to really recognize how far you have in fact come. This would have been something that I would have latched onto for days prior to learning about personal development, healing, Jesus, all this kind of stuff. You have likely compacted the time frame in which you stay stuck in a victim mentality. That is truly what it is. My husband used to have this truck and it was like the epitome of my nightmares. It would always break down. There was always a problem. It always cost us tons of money. We had been stranded on the side of the road multiple times because he was unwilling to give up this honestly treacherous truck. And he always would say things like, there's so much potential in it. There's so much potential in it. But we never had the money to properly fix it. So though he would properly fix certain parts of it, he wasn't able to address the whole thing, the whole truck as a whole. And so because he was only fixing certain parts of it, 
the other parts that were also broken would leak or break or whatever trucks do when they start to break down. It was never being addressed as a whole. And so this truck one time left us on the side of, if you live in Alberta, the um, ice, what is it called? The ice pathway? I'm saying, I feel like I'm saying this wrong. Anyways, it's this road on the way to Jasper. And it was right on a curve. It was a single lane road. And we ended up breaking down with a trailer in tow. Uh, our three kids, this was before Noah, on the side of the road. This was also during COVID. So people weren't, there was no signal in this particular spot. People weren't just going to like pick you up and drive you where you want to be. We were an hour outside of Lake Louise. So whoever was, if they would pick us up, had to be literally God sent. And in the, this is like the height of COVID, right? So this is like the summer of 2020. Thankfully, gracefully, gratefully, God sent an angel to pick up my husband, drive him to Lake Louise, pick up what he needed to at least get us to our next stop or somewhere where we could find a mechanic or a tow truck or service. And this beautiful woman even drove him back. And it was truly an act of God because at that time, like there was just no way in our minds that we believed that someone would literally pick him up on the side of the road. He's covered in oil. The truck was spitting oil everywhere. Like It was such a crazy experience. God really showed us his grace in those moments. And so coming back to the other day when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling angry. My husband took my... Um, SUV because he was going to change out the tires and we had agreed to this. I knew that this was going to happen and he left this new truck that he has here. Now there's nothing wrong with the truck that we have. It was a construction vehicle so it's very dusty and dirty and I personally don't like getting in it because it just doesn't fit the car seats the way that I want them to and I don't like getting into dirty things and so which is still not even a big deal. The truck still runs if need be. Anyways, he was supposed to be home early enough so that we could all go to our vision appointments together. And he didn't make it home on time. He's like, just take the truck. And so already being in an anxious and frustrated state, not catching myself, not willing to shift out of this mindset, just like in in the thick of victim mentality. Again, remember, literally nothing's wrong. I go out and I load up the truck and I'm getting so frustrated and so upset and the car seats are jamming up and it's just like, oh, I was just feeling all of it, feeling all of it, which by the way, isn't wrong and it's not negative and it's not a bad thing. So often during learning personal development and healing through energy, there is this idea that emotions were bad and wrong. The only thing that was wrong was my unwillingness to let go of my victim mentality. Being angry, being anxious, being frustrated. There's nothing wrong with that. When you feel those ways, for whatever reason you feel them, there's nothing wrong with that. What is wrong, however, and I really do believe that there are things that are right and wrong. I don't know about you, but we live in this world where subjectivity has become this euphoric experience where we all need to just be, oh, nothing's wrong and it's all fine and it's good and it's ever, it's right and perfect. God needed me to be in those emotions for this message that he was about to pour on my heart and through my ears. He needed me to be there so he could help me shift 
this perspective shift out of this victim mentality, truly show me his grace and his greatness so that I could also continue to go on to deliver this to you. So I'm getting frustrated with the truck. I am super mad now at this point because I have to drive this truck, which again, there's nothing wrong with it. And all this, this um, anxiety and this anger that had stemmed from this old truck was piling up in this moment. And I was getting frustrated with my kids, even though, again, they weren't doing anything wrong. And I get in the truck and I sit down and I start driving. And I always get the best breakthroughs when I'm driving or mowing the lawn. I don't know why, but that just, those seem to be the times. And so I'm driving and I'm like, okay, I can't stay in this place. Like I'm getting mad at my kids now. So it's not just me being frustrated. Like now it's affecting my kids. And one of the things that you need to know about your children is they regulate emotionally off of you. So if you're someone who's very high anxiety, you're someone who's quick to temper, you're someone who really struggles with your emotions, your children will develop this, I guess, ability to tailor their energy and their actions based on how they feel you are. So kids are very highly intuitive and very highly sensitive. So if you have young children primarily between the ages of I want to say three to about six or seven, if you're someone who's very highly anxious, you're quick to temper, um, you feel like your emotions are unpredictable, your children have already picked up on that and they've learned to regulate by withdrawing and pulling back to try and figure out how they need to be in their environment in order to keep you neutral or sane or ideally happy. So your children learn this defense mechanism, this survivalistic mechanism to adopt and adapt themselves to their environment, essentially to you. They have to force themselves into coping versus um uh they have to cope with their environment what's what i want i had this in my head what is it they have to learn to cope with their environment versus be in their environment like experience their environment so now they're on edge because they sense that you're on edge and they don't want to do anything to displease you or to set you off because they've likely experienced you in an emotional outburst in rage and even though you've apologized or you've sat down with them and you've neutralized them and you've neutralized yourself and you've done all this work, that doesn't mean your children haven't developed this skill, this coping skill, this survival skill because of it. I had to do a lot of work surrounding this understanding because I felt so much guilt that during, like, my daughter's a great example of this. She's very, very quick to rage And it is primarily because when I was uh, developing her in my body and then when I birthed her, for the first two years of her life, I was very angry. I was very angry about my circumstances that were taking place. I was very angry at myself. I was very angry. And so she is someone who's very quick to rage. But she is also someone who will pull back and really assess her environment to figure out how she needs to be. Kids shouldn't have to do that, but unfortunately, a lot of children do, and I don't want to say that it's normal, but it is more likely that children react and respond that way than that they don't, and you've also likely developed that coping mechanism, that survivalistic mechanism, and it's why you're really good at reading the energy in a room or 
I want to say with air quotes, judging people, intuitively just knowing things about people when you're around them, whether they give off a good vibe or not, like you've tuned into that. And it's likely because you have had to adopt this skill of learning to cope with your environment or survive in your environment subconsciously. And so it's something you just naturally do. With all that to say, I'm sitting in the car or I'm sitting in the truck and I'm like, hey, God, like, I need your help here. I am under spiritual warfare. I am under attack. I am feeling overwhelmed. There's so much happening in my mind and my body. Just can you please bring me clarity? Can you help me to see where my role in all of this is? Can you bring forward the lesson? Can you bring peace to my heart so that I can move forward so that I can apologize to my children? I didn't even want to apologize to my kids for yelling at them. And that like, again, mom guild 101 right there coming up. It's like, I know better. And yet there's such a resistance in me. And I want to share this with you because it's likely that you experience these things too. It's likely that you feel and go through these exact things, maybe not (laughs) to do with trauma with a truck. However, there's something in your life that triggers you where you do react and respond to your children in a way that doesn't feel good. And then there's a part of you that doesn't even want to turn around immediately and apologize for that. It's like, it's not even a pride thing. It is really truly a guilt thing because then you have to admit that there was a fault done. And so I want to share this with you because I want you to know that you're just not alone in this. And this is actually This is something that occurs for a lot of people and it's why moms get so stuck in self-sabotage because then in that same guilt that hinders you from wanting to apologize to them or take responsibility for whatever took place because of your emotions, your anger, your frustration, your anxiety, you go and you turn and you sabotage yourself and you don't even know why you're in this cycle or why you're in this pattern. And so as I'm praying to God and I'm asking for clarity and I'm like, what is like also, what's even going on? Why am I mad? There's literally nothing to be mad at. I have a vehicle that runs. It's in great shape other than the interior that needs to be done, which we are going to deal with in the summer. The plan is there. We already know this or sell it. It's like not a thing. Nothing else is wrong. There's no reason to feel this way. What is going on? And I start just ranting. So I love to talk. I, that's why I started the podcast. I love talking. I love teaching. And I was like, I cannot develop 300 courses for people <laughs> and adequate, adequately help them move through whatever it is that they're facing. Let's start a podcast. Um, and we're coming up on 30,000 downloads and three years doing this. So I just want to also take a moment to thank you so much for tuning in every single week and staying on this journey with me I really truly hope that along the way you have found restoration in yourself more recently in the Lord because that's truly where peace and grace and healing ultimately comes from which is such a beautiful thing I always say if I can point someone to God and have literally nothing else to do with their journey they just something I said or something I shared or something I did and it turns them to God. I'm like, that's that's all that I want. Anyways, so I start praying and I start ranting about this truck and it's broken and it's not good. And remember, this truck is perfectly fine. So all the trauma, all the anger that's coming up from the old truck is now coming through my language. And I'm speaking this like broken vehicle over this perfectly fine vehicle. And I realize I'm like, oh, wow. This is just something that needed to come up. This is something that was stuck in there 
that was triggered by who knows what and this just needs to come up and so I finished my rant sometimes my think kids think I'm crazy because I talk to myself in the car <laughs> but anyways and all of a sudden I hear this message it studying new age though I don't condone any of those practices anymore learning about my intuitive abilities and how they work and what they are really makes moments like these so much more effortless in not having to question or doubt my intuition or messages from God coming through my intuition. Your soul has a language and it is energy. It is intuition. It is how God communicates with you and it's also how the devil uses you. So please recognize that when you're doing energy work, you're either leaning into God, which means you don't need any of the energy work, or you're being utilized by the enemy. And he is going to give you these seemingly beautiful, miraculous powers and boost up your pride and your ego and your glory. That has life is not about us, which is really interesting when you can surrender that idea. But we'll get into that another time. So God puts this message in my ear and it's something along the lines of, I find you with all of your broken pieces and I make you whole because I know what I designed in you and your potential. And I sat and I was like, interesting, because my husband, one of the things that I started to say in my rant out loud was, okay, there's potential in this truck. There's potential in this truck. Phil always says there's potential in this truck. It's, there's, even though there's broken pieces, like there's potential in this truck. And then that message came through so clearly. I take your broken pieces and I make them whole because I see the greater potential in you. And it was so interesting to me because immediately my eyes swelled up with tears. Even right now, like I feel like I'm getting emotional and my heart just like it just lifted and the weight that whatever it was that started all of this just lifted off my shoulders and I just said, God, I give it all up to you. Whatever this this challenge is, this anger is, this frustration is, this trauma is, I just give it all up to you. And if there's something in it that you need me to know, I'm here for the lesson. I'm here for the insight. I'm here for the healing. But other than that, like I just give it to you. It's not for me anymore. This isn't even about, this isn't about me. This isn't about the truck. This isn't about the day. This isn't about the guilt. I immediately turn around. I apologize to my kids. And they just say, I love you. And it was like the most beautiful thing. And it was just, it was so incredible because right now you're battling broken pieces of you. You're angry. You're frustrated. You're mad. You're resentful. You're jealous that someone else or something else has better or something more together than you. And you're feeling in the victim mentality of your brokenness the enemy is leveraging your trauma and your broken pieces to keep you stuck and focusing on that where God's over here on the other hand and he's saying listen I already know you have broken pieces in you give it to me and let me make you whole I know a greater potential in you because I put it there and it was in this moment this was Maybe a couple hours. I haven't been in like a like a emotional bubble like this for a few hours with anger and anxiety for quite some time. And so it was very odd to me that this came up all of a sudden. It was very odd to me that I just chose this victim mentality. This isn't something normal that I do. However, it happened. 
And, and, and then I started feeling guilty about it. And when I started to give it up to God and ask for the clarity and just pray over whatever was happening, he dropped in this powerful message. He helped me to see that my focus was on broken pieces and parts that aren't even relevant. Like sure they exist and sure they've been a product of trauma or survivalism or adaption, but they're not all of me. They're just pieces of me. In God, he sees all of me. He sees all of you. He knows your potential. He designed it in you. And when I heard this and I felt this and I knew this, this weight lifted off of me. My entire mood and thoughts and energy, it shifted abundantly, positively. And that's what he does for us. That's what he does for us when we're willing to just submit ourselves to him, to give over our burdens to him. He will restore you. I look at the truck that we have now and I don't feel hate or disdain towards it. Because he shifted that in me. I really truly just see it as the blessing that it is. Because it's not the truck that we had before that's going to leave us messed up on the side of the road. And... I really invite you today to evaluate, to reflect on where your focus is. Is it in your broken pieces? Is the guilt and anger and anxiety that you're facing because you're focused on what you haven't accomplished yet, what you've had to let go of, the way your life has changed? The amount of times that my husband and I have had to rebuild financially over the last six years, which is not a lot of time, by the way, it I can't even count it anymore. We're in a place where we have so much more stability financially than we have had in six years when he started going downhill with his heart condition. When I first met him, he was working out of town as an industrial electrician, making really great money. And within five months of us getting together, he got diagnosed. Within two months of that, he had to completely quit working. I had to pick up a third job to support us so that we could, I could pay my bills and his. Um, Partway through all of that, I ended up getting pregnant. So I could only work this much for uh, like a year. And then I went on maternity leave. And that's when I started my business because I was like, there's no way I'm not someone who just like sits in this like trench of no money and can't pay my bills and whatever. And thankfully, we had a lot of family's help at the time. But then he did start to get better and he started his own business again and he was doing really well and he was making really good money. And then there was a heart attack and a stroke and another heart surgery that was needed. And it's just like it's it was has been one thing after another. And there was a lot of resentment and anger and and frustration that would come up through that for many, many, many years. And it wasn't until I gave my life over to Jesus last year middle of last year well it's been like two years now but I got baptized last year um yeah yeah anyways that's when I finally didn't have any more resentment or anger and frustration about our finances that's when everything shifted for us was um just about a year ago now where we started pursuing more stable forms of income and budgeting more appropriately and spending more adequately and really looking towards paying off debt more frivolously and everything that you focus on that creates more guilt and anger and frustration is from a victim mentality 
The enemy is also leveraging your trauma that keeps you focused on those broken pieces to keep you stuck in those self-sabotaging, guilt-ridding, overwhelm, and anxiety cycles. Turn your life over to Jesus today. Turn your broken pieces over to Jesus today and let him restore you. Because it is in him that you will finally feel that peace that you've been praying for and crying for and asking for and desiring and desperately pleading for. There is nothing like it. I'm going to end with this because it's just so, so beautiful. Um, It's just really incredible to see how easily God will bring forth these powerful, impactful purpose-driven messages and in that message that he gave me what he helped me to realize is that as I'm fixated on a broken truck from the past or frustration and anger anxiety about dishes on the counter that I knew were there that wasn't even that big of a deal and whatever else was coming up in those moments that my focus wasn't even so much on the brokenness of me or things in my life but it was not focused on him because if my focus was on him in those moments you know what I wouldn't have felt anger resentment frustration um, anxiety if my focus was on him this was also a day where I didn't start it in the bible which makes a world of a difference by the way prayer is your way to speak to God and reading the word is his way to speak to you and It was just, it's so interesting when you can submit yourself over to him and recognize that the life you're building and the life that you're striving for and growing into and, and transforming and healing, it's not even about you. It's about God. It's about his mission for this world. It's about his destiny for this world. It's not about you. You are this incredible tool that he designed to help live out his purpose. And for someone who carries a lot of ego, they'll say yeah but what about me what about my desires what about my goals and adventures and things that I want when you have your heart transformed in Jesus that doesn't necessarily mean that those desires just go away but when your focus is on him if those desires are still there not only is it inevitable that they will very likely be lived out but that you will be praising him along the way you're not going to be praising yourself Because you may have taken the actions to do it, but he inspired them. He motivated them. He gave you the strength to do them. He put the people in your life to be able to see that through. Like he works in such an incredible way, an omnipresent way that is so outside of you. And so if my focus would have been on him, it wouldn't have been in anger and frustration and resentment or the past. It would have been in praise and glory and gratefulness and grace, and love, and joy, and peace. So it's really fascinating how our behaviors are modeled by, are are molded by the world, and they're adopted because of what has been modeled to you. And your coping survival mechanisms are a product of needing to make sure your environment is safe, or that you're not something or someone who is making the environment unsafe. But in God, all of that goes away because he is your safety. He is your grace, your peace, your love, your hope, and your joy, and your light in a dark place. So I'm going to end with this. I had this client. I worked with her for many years. 
She's taken almost every program that I have put out to date. She is an absolutely incredible soul. Um, and her religious background that she was raised with was Muslim or is Muslim. And really interestingly, she's been raised a Muslim, but she has only ever read the, I'm assuming Catholic, but Christian Bible. With that being said, she was one of the people that definitely was, I want to say, more hurt by my transition from New Age to Jesus, primarily because a lot of the things that I taught her, though a portion of them are still very relevant, um, was not what she had invested into all that time. And I say this openly and vulnerably because that is something that you are going to go through, is a sense of disappointing people when you teach things, you do things, you act in a certain way, you say certain things simply because you just don't know better. And then you go through personal development and you go through healing and you lean more on Jesus and you learn more and you grow more and you realize that some of the things that you used to do are not for the better. They weren't good. They weren't pure. They weren't holy. Um, binge eating, right? I used to do that as a coping mechanism only to come to realize it's not actually good, right? So anyways, she was someone who was, though she always remained very loving and very wholesome, very understanding, I knew intuitively that there was definitely hurt and disappointment there. And that's fine. And in many cases, um, refunds were issued to those who had joined a program that I had started right around the same time and obviously changed my tune. With that being said, it has been two years We've still worked together on and off in this time frame, um, two years since she's joined a program and we've done any coaching together. Uh, 2020 was the last year of us doing coaching together. It was right before I transitioned to Jesus and then we haven't really worked together too much um, since then. I digress. She sent me a message the other day and she said, I'm not sure if I shared this with you. I've been drawn to God more this past year. Felt called to visit Mecca, which is a Muslim religious home. It's a very famous place that all pilgrims go to in the Islamic faith. So she felt called to visit there in March last year and just felt like being closer to God. While I'm not close to any religion, even though I was raised Muslim, I talk to God a lot. It's just been a stronger pull since March 2023. And I like the blend of God in my world, prayers, and me doing my part, taking action, and getting one step closer to my goals and my dreams. These messages are so beautiful. Like if, like I said in the beginning, if I can do nothing else other than point people to Jesus, point people to God, that's, that's it. That's all I want to do because your brokenness and your disappointment and your anger and anxiety can only be healed through him. Now you can bridge and bring in behavioral understanding and self-awareness and deeper like emotional awareness about yourself and how you respond and how you react and how the ways of your past have influenced your behaviors now. Like you can bring that self-awareness to understand that, but ultimately your way forward, your strength, your courage, your discipline, your visions, it's all got to come through him. And so when she sent this, I am not even concerned that she's not a Christian. I'm not even concerned that she has not a very great understanding of who Jesus is. All I know is, is that in some ways, I have influenced her to take a bigger step towards God. It's not my responsibility to rain down on her 
which God and in what ways and how that's his job. That is his job to bring her the truth and the message and the knowledge and the guidance and the answers. That's his job. And I will continue to stay in my lane and talk about Jesus and talk about why he's so amazing and talk about how he helps the most and what he did on the cross to pay for your sins, to give you the ultimate access to to the kingdom through grace alone, through faith alone, you are saved, right? I will continue to share that message, but it's God's responsibility to continue to work on her heart, not mine. It's God's responsibility to continue to guide her in her life, wherever she's at right now. It's her journey with him that she's going to go through and have that is not any part of me. See, one of the things that I see often is that when people turn to Christianity or if they've always been there, they feel this innate responsibility to have to convince someone of who he is and what he's done and why he's the best and why he reigns supreme. But it's not our responsibility. It's your responsibility to remain true to what you believe in, to share that from a wholehearted loving place, to be a model of that in your life, not because you're perfect, but because you recognize that you need the help. That's a beautiful thing. I think that a lot of people don't understand is that most Christians, we're not trying to pretend like we're not somebody we're not. What we love in finding God is that we recognize we need the help. And he helps us in so many ways. So getting messages like that is everything. That's better than somebody booking a session. Because I know that that's one more person who's closer to being saved. That's one more person that I'll get to see in heaven one day. And that's really, really cool. So I hope today you take your focus off your broken pieces And you give that over to the Lord and you just allow him to work in your heart. I'll leave you with this, Ephesians 2.8. It's actually on, um, I have this um, line that I've started, the faithful line, and it's specific words. So I'm wearing one right now and it's chosen and then it's a Bible verse, 1 Peter 2.9. But I have another shirt that is, I believe it's redeemed and it's Ephesians 2.8 and it says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And, oh no, it's my, it's um, the shirt is faith. That's what it is. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I want to break that down for a minute. And then we're going to close out today in a prayer. For by grace you have been saved through faith. By grace alone, by faith alone, you are saved. And this is not in your own doing. It is the gift of God so that no one may boast. When I talked about you submitting yourself, giving yourself over to Jesus, it's in recognizing that everything you do has really truly nothing to do with you. And that in letting God work through you, it is his gift. It's not your doing. Because it's not supposed to be this thing that you say, look what I did. That's what new age is. Look what I did. I'm the psychic. I'm the medium. I'm the energy healer. I'm the masterist, mistress, whatever. I'm the majestic fairy monster, whatever. Like that's the word salad of the new age. Now on the other side of it, I'm like, oh, I can't believe I ever partook in this. But anyways, 
It is a gift from him so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. He literally designed us. He designed it all, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. He prepared everything. Decades. Decades. Centuries. At the beginning of time. At the beginning of time, he knew the end and the beginning. And so he created it. So when he created you, he knows the end and the beginning of you. He knows all the paths and all the branches and all the steps that you're going to take, all the ladders that you're going to climb, all the staircases that you're going to fall down. He knows all of it. And he gives you seemingly the free will to make your decisions along the way. But let me tell you, when the Lord calls you and he has this burning desire put on your heart, you can't just turn away from it. You can't. The curiosity within you, there's two things you never have control of and it is your challenges and it is your interests. And you might say, well, if I spend a pile of money and I am challenged because I run out of money, yeah, I put myself there. Sure. But why did you do that? Because there's something within you that triggered you to do that. And so there was something ingrained or modeled within you that you adopted that made you feel like that would be a good idea. So that challenge you may have had part in, uh, may, taken, may have taken part in, there's the words, was also designed within you to take part in that action. Isn't that so interesting? And then your interest, there's a reason why some people love to cook and some people don't. There's a reason why some people are really great at snowboarding or skateboarding and other people's are great, other people are great at being a doctor or sewing or researching. Your interests and your challenges are not of your control. And God knew that when he designed you, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. He knew Jesus was coming. The whole Old Testament is about him coming um, for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. He knows you. He knows every hair numbered on your head. He knows every cell in your body. Even science can only observe what has taken place and create definitions and, um, and uh, procedures for what they can observe. They cannot pinpoint how things came to be. So the evolutionary theory that we all were created from nothing, nothing has ever been created from something, by the way. Um, I leave you with this today. I feel like there's a lot for you to really take away and go reflect on to really take witness to how God is calling you to be restored in him and knowing that your broken pieces are only a part of the whole that is you, the perfect design that he created that is you. So take that with you today. Reflect on that. See what comes up for you. Feel free to reach out to me on social media, on Instagram. Share with me your biggest takeaway from this. I would love to support you in any way possible. We have the faithful line that is out on the shop, rileyjune.ca forward slash shop. And we also have the breakthrough sessions. I have the breakthrough sessions my team just put up on the website. If you are looking for a strategy in 60 minutes, a deeper understanding in 60 minutes, and the root cause of your anxiety in 60 minutes, that is the session you're going to want to book. All right, let's end this off with a prayer. Lord, please bring the hearts that are hearing this message today closer to you. Help them to feel the relief and the peace in you that is only possible through you. Help lift their broken pieces up and bring it 
to a completion within those listening to this so that they can find the wholeness of themselves through you. God, continue to restore the greater potential that you have placed in each and every single person who hears this message today. Help them to not only see that capacity, but to experience it, but allow them to continue to also allow you to work through them in that capacity that they become aware of, that they develop, that they grow in. And let their continued future be focused on the kingdom at hand, the kingdom that you provide them. Because in that focus, I know, we know, we are open to seeing all the good works that you continue to pour through us. Amen. All right. We will chat next week. I hope you have a wonderful kickoff to your new year. And your New Year's is truly going as planned. And if it is not, remember, don't focus on the broken pieces because you are whole in Him. Sending you all the love. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found the faith and encouragement you needed to rise up and conquer. I am on a mission to impact 500,000 women with this work and I need your help to do it. If you could leave a five-star review and share this with a friend, I will be forever grateful. Remember, Jesus is the only name that can conquer all darkness, and it is up to you to choose him daily so that you can live a purpose-filled, Holy Spirit-led life too.